Welcome to the Life Series, a Spice for Life production. At Spice for Life, we're committed to spreading passion and inspiration by connecting through empowerment for life so that each individual has the opportunity to discover their full potential. To learn more about us, visit spiceforlife.co.za. My name is Elise Harmon, and today I'll be interviewing Monique Hodgkinson, CEO and founder of Raw Gold, a manufacturer and supplier of free-range, hormone-free, raw dog food. So I guess to start off, tell me about Raw Gold. What do you supply? What's your mission? Okay. I think I need to go to the beginning as to Mm -hmm. why Raw Gold is here. I have always had a passion for all animals, but especially dogs. And when I was looking at ways to feed my dogs that I felt were the best uh, way that I could feed them, I started investigating various ways of feeding and raw food was one of the things that came up um, that really struck a chord with me. So I looked into this and initially started making my own food for my dogs and then my friends started asking if they could try my food and it went on and on like that until I realised that there there was a, a definite market for this. What we do sell is basically our main product is a chicken-based product. It's a whole complete meal. We only use free-range chicken, so it's guaranteed free of growth hormones, growth stimulants, routine antibiotics. There's no grain or gluten. There's no preservatives or colorants in our food. And we carry that on to our entire range of food. So we do also offer various parts of the chicken, um, also all free-range. And we have some venison treats, venison bones, We have some really good nutritional oils that we sell, um, just so that there's a a complete holistic way of feeding dogs and cats. And why is raw food better for animals? It's been scientifically proven that dogs have come from wolves. And if you look at a wolf in the wild and you look at what they're eating, they certainly don't, number one, cook their food. Mm -hmm. um, And number two, they don't eat things like corn, grain, there's certainly no preservatives or additives or colorants in the food that they eat. Mm-hmm. So with raw feeding, you try as closely as possible to mimic what a dog would eat in the wild. Yes, we've domesticated them, but not to the extent that their digestive system has removed itself so far from an original wolf as to be able to digest all the things that are in the more commercial foods. So, yeah, raw food is a more natural way for dogs to be eating. And I know you kind of started with how the company formed, but do you mind going into that a little more? Like how you went from just being an operation for only your dogs to expanding to South Africa? Okay. As I mentioned, when we started, it was very small. And the amazing thing about my food is that we have not advertised, so we just work with word of mouth, which for me is a far more powerful form of getting your name out there because then people would personally recommend the food as opposed to just a printed advert or something. Mm -hmm. So as more and more people started expressing an interest in my food, I then realized that I needed to actually formalized the company and there were certain things that needed to be done. In order to sell to the public, I needed to register with the Department of Agriculture, which is Act 36 of 1947. In order to do that, there were loads of things that I had to prove and show to the Department of Agriculture. So I had to prove that my my chicken was free range. 
I then had to look at all sorts of microbial testing that needed to be done because there's very strict parameters. Mm -hmm. So there was a load of legal things from point of view of allowing it to be sold in to the public. So once I had that in place, I could then start really ramping up the business. And obviously, the more that I was making, I needed more equipment and I needed more staff. So then there was a whole recruitment drive to get more staff in. We had quite a bit of investment we put into the equipment that we needed, especially mm -hmm. freezers because it's a frozen food. And I then got distributors involved, so it was finding the right distributors, training them, setting up a whole distributor network. We do calls once a week with all the distributors, and on those calls we talk about how each one is doing and we share any stories or advice or questions that they each need. We're very lucky in that where we stay, I have got a, our own processing plant. When we found this particular property, everything, we had this wonderful building that was there. So that's obviously you need premises and mm -hmm. so that we had on, you know, right sort of on our doorstep. So yeah, that's, you know, it was, it really was just following a process of what was needed and what to get in place legally first and then we could obviously go into uh, hiring people to help and sell and things like that. So how do you ensure that this raw meat is safe for the dogs to eat in terms of bacteria? We have our food tested on a regular basis by an independent laboratory. So mm -hmm. I take a sample out of my production line and I send it through to the company and they then do nutritional testing and microbial testing. Mm -hmm. And I get those results back and obviously they have to fall within the parameters and my food always does. Mm -hmm. And I was very proud recently with my last test that I sent through. The person in charge of the testing sent me an email to say that he's tested a lot of raw dog food and that mine is some of the best or the lowest levels of uh, microbes that he's ever seen. So, yeah. yeah, so that was fantastic for me. So what kind of distributors do you have? Is it mostly um, pet stores? Is it specialty stores? At this stage, we use independent distributors. Mm -hmm. um, raw feeding is quite a new concept in South Africa, and there's a lot of education that needs to be given to pet owners about raw feeding. Mm -hmm. So my distributors are all women. I, my aim is to empower women, so I want as much as I can to have women working for me. They are all mad pet lovers, um, and to me that's really important because there's the education aspect to our customers. They need to be able to identify with the customer. It's no point having somebody there who doesn't have a dog or mm -hmm. doesn't really know about how mad some of us can be about our pets. And a lot of our customers, their dogs are their, are their children. So we need somebody who can listen to what they say and share stories and get excited when they tell them, you know, what they, their dog has done. Having raw food is one thing, but you're also adamant about free range, mm -hmm. about no additives. How did that come about to have quality? Probably because I am a healthy person myself. Mm -hmm. I make sure that what I eat is very healthy. My dogs are my children, and that's where it started. And I wanted to make sure that what I was giving my dogs was the very best. And it's, to me, it's a no-brainer that it should be antibiotic-free, growth hormone-free, that there's no preservatives, additives. There's a move in human nutrition to move away from processed foods. Mm -hmm. 
and foods with preservatives and colorants and that sort of thing and, and more towards a wholesome, whole food way of eating. Mm-hmm. And it makes no sense to me to not pass that on to the dogs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so many people are so intent on making sure that they're eating the right thing and yet the sort of dog gets forgotten. And so that's why I just needed to make sure that what I fed my dogs was the absolute best and doing obviously the research. But even without researching, you just know that you shouldn't be eating food with preservatives and colorants and, you know, all that sort of thing. And it's important that the dogs are eating what they're designed to eat so that's it's you know all those things together is is what made me go this Mm -hmm. way and also free-range chickens have a better life than battery chickens Mm -hmm. and that was important for me as well that they are as happy as they can be until such time as they've served their purpose and you know they need to move into the food chain. Now that your company is established what are you doing on a day-to-day basis? (laughs) I'm very busy in the mornings, I prepare for our production line. Mm-hmm. And so there's things that I have to do uh, to get ready for uh, producing our food. Then, obviously, with the staff come in and there's we have a, a greet, meet and greet, make sure everybody's happy, that there's no issues that every, anybody has at that point. And then production starts. I have, at this stage, a, a supervisory role there in that I just make sure that what is being made is made correctly, that they're using the right ratios of ingredients. So I just make sure that everybody's doing their job properly. Then there's a load of admin that I have to do. There's emails that I need to attend to. There's, we get a lot of queries all over the country for our food. There's obviously invoices to pay. There's orders to place with my suppliers. There's delivery notes that I need to put out to my distributors when they get their deliveries. And obviously all the financial side that goes with that and sending them invoices. So there's a lot of admin that I'm doing. In amongst that, I love to research. So I've got to then find time to research, whether it is reading books or reading stuff on the internet, Mm -hmm. speaking to people, that sort of thing. And the raw materials that I use... We collect the the chicken, I collect myself, so I go straight to the abattoir. I know what I'm picking up. It's fresh. It's all part of the making sure that our quality is of sort of utmost importance. Mm -hmm. So what are your goals for the future of Raugold? We have a few goals. I think that certainly our, at this stage, most important goal is to expand certainly initially through throughout South Africa mm-hmm. so this premium raw food will be available to pets throughout South Africa not just the Western Cape and again I want to empower women so obviously with all of that I need to bring in new distributors so actively go out look for distributors and just basically help people mm-hmm. to to better themselves, get something that they can uh, earn some money with. Once we have done our expansion nationally, then our next goal is international expansion. And so we would be looking at markets outside of South Africa, okay. be they in Africa itself or out of Africa into the, you know, the rest of the world. Okay. So why is women's empowerment important here? I have always been very independent. I, when I was working I went straight from school into 
earning a living. And even though I was staying with my parents, I made sure that I paid rent. And when I went into the sort of wider business world and met my husband, and once we had got married, I wanted to remain independent. So I had my own bank account. We obviously shared expenses, but I had my own bank account. And everything that I could do for myself, I would do. I know there are women in this country and certainly in the world who don't have the ability to stand up for themselves. They may be in a relationship where they cannot be independent or they don't believe that they can be independent. And I think it's very important that no woman ever lives under those sort of conditions. Mm -hmm. And so it's very close to my heart to empower women, to show them that they can be independent, that they actually don't need anybody else, uh, that they obviously, it's if you choose to be with somebody, that's fantastic, but for the right reasons and not because in, you know, financially you couldn't uh, support yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think women have historically had a bit of a poor lot. Mm-hmm. And just ever since I was sort of aware, I would pick up all the things that were, in my mind, not right with the way women were being treated. So it's now become um, a very important focus for me for all gold, mm-hmm. that women are the ones that benefit the most from what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not our customers, but the people that are involved directly in raw gold. Mm-hmm. I want as many women as I can to be involved in that. And as an entrepreneur, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced? I think the biggest challenge was belief in myself that I was able to have my own business and to run my own business. I never thought of myself as a businesswoman. For as long as I can remember in my working career, I wanted my own company. I wanted to work for myself. I wanted to do something. But I think I didn't have the confidence as I, when I was younger to actually truly believe that I could do that. And I think that's been my biggest stumbling block is myself. Mm-hmm. And to overcome that feeling and to realize that I am perfectly capable of doing it. And it's been a a long journey, but now I've got to the point where I believe in myself totally, that I know that I can call myself a businesswoman without hesitation, Mm -hmm. without thinking maybe I'm 90% of a businesswoman. I know that I'm 100% a businesswoman. Belief in yourself, courage is another thing that an entrepreneur needs. Mm -hmm. You need to have courage because you are going to hit adversity. You are going to come across all sorts of things that may derail your path. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important to have courage. And I think you need to have passion because when it gets tough and the going gets tough and you're facing adversity or things may not be going exactly the way that you thought they were, If you don't have the passion for what you're doing, it's so easy to sort of give up on that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it's that's it. You you just need to completely believe in it to the point of it's it's not just something in your life, it's a passion for you. Mm -hmm. And so did you need to learn any new skills or teach yourself anything in order to start running your own company? 
When I started running Raw Gold, it was just really what I knew in myself. I, at that stage, didn't really know how to do it. I just kind of went along. And as the company started getting bigger and we started selling more and I needed more people on board, I realized that I needed to step up to the plate and that I wasn't going to be able to do that purely on my own. And I then went and found myself a business coach. And I can honestly say that that is the reason why I am where I am today. Mm -hmm. Because the insight that a business coach can provide, the questions that they ask to make you really think, just have, I think it's, it's an investment, certainly for me, that I can't put a price to. Mm -hmm being able to be guided in a certain way by questions so that you're thinking about something that you may never have thought of is, as I say, it's, it's priceless. So I think that to me is, is one of the most important things is to grow yourself. And I think that certainly for me, I needed somebody to prompt me mm -hmm. in, in that. So what qualities do you think make an entrepreneur successful? Belief mm -hmm. in yourself, in your product, in your people. Humility, because we never stop learning and we never stop growing. And I think if you don't have humility and you believe that you've learned everything you need to, there's, you've put a ceiling on what it is you're trying to achieve. Courage, as I mentioned, you need to be a courageous person. You need to have passion. Um, and to be a questioning person, to always want to know more, always want to search for better things to do, mm -hmm. and, and the desire to grow yourself and improve mentally uh, and in the, in the skills that you need as an entrepreneur. I think it's, it's very important to make sure that you have a platform that you can learn. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's very important to have other entrepreneurs in your circle because there's so many questions that you may have or things that you come up against that your circle of friends may not have any experience in. Mm -hmm. If you are in a circle of fellow entrepreneurs, then it's a lot easier because you can share experiences or ask somebody who would know, you know what they went through and how they dealt with it. Um, so I think that's, that's really important as well. Mm -hmm. So just having peer mentors absolutely. Kind of that you can yes. discuss things with absolutely. and share your problems with. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And those people need to be people that you look up to mm -hmm. and that you believe in because, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't make sense to be involved in a relationship as a mentor or a fellow entrepreneur that you don't feel you're going to learn anything from. Mm -hmm. So they need to, it needs to be somebody or a group of people that, that you really respect and, and know that you can learn something from. And what advice would you give to an entrepreneur who's just starting out or hasn't even started a business yet but plans to? I keep coming back to the word passion. Mm -hmm. I think that you need to have a passion for whatever it is that you want to do. So if you're wanting to become an entrepreneur and you don't really know what it is 
that you that you want to do mm -hmm. you need to look at what you're very passionate about and I think when I started out for all those years where I kept thinking I want to have my own business but at that point in time I wasn't really sure so I didn't know where to look or where to start but once I realized what my passion was it made it a, a lot easier so mm -hmm. I think you need to make sure that what it is that you are wanting to work with or do needs to be a passion because being an entrepreneur is not easy and it can be full of obstacles it can be a very lonely road and if you don't 150% believe in what it is you're trying to do then you're almost finished before you've even started mm -hmm. because you, you're just not going to get there and I think that you need to be willing to admit that other people may know more than you and that you need to ask questions and that there's a wealth of opportunity, a wealth of knowledge out there and there are people who are willing to help. Make sure that you find somebody that you can speak to. For me, a business coach was what really got me going mm -hmm. um, and certainly I can really put my success and certainly my mental attitude now at the foot of, of my business coach. Obviously, I have a really good product. You know, if you don't have a product or, or a service that people don't want, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Mm -hmm. So, you know, have something that, that has value for people um, and just jolly hard work mm -hmm. and just know that it is jolly hard work. I ask this question of everybody on this podcast because at Spice for Life, we believe in embracing and loving your life and yourself. So what are your strategies for embracing your life? I think for me, I need to learn to have time off. Mm -hmm. I tend to be a bit of a workaholic. My office is in a room in my home, and it's very easy to stay in there from 7 o'clock in the morning till 10, 11 o'clock at night, which mm -hmm. I have done for months. But it gets to the point where you've got to realize that there's more to it than just work. Mm -hmm. And if you don't look after yourself and your health and do things outside of work that really help you to center yourself and, and then enjoy life, you could end up with burnout or your business would suffer because mm -hmm. you're not firing on all cylinders. So this is actually a decision that I made very recently. Um, I have now decided that one day during the work week is my day. And on that day, I am not in the office. And I'm going to do on that day things that I really love. So it may, it, for me, it may be taking some of my dogs to the beach or into the countryside. Mm -hmm. I love reading, so find somewhere where I can sit and just read. I think it's very important to not lose sight of who you are. Mm -hmm. And so from that point of view, I'm now making it a conscious effort to ensure that I do have things in my life that I really love doing. I love looking after my dogs, um, which is why 
the company started in any case. Mm -hmm. So the company is something that I enjoy doing and I know that it's providing for all, you know, everybody that wants a good life for their dogs and to feed them the optimal nutrition. But I need to make sure that I don't think that that's enough for me, mm -hmm. that I do need something else in my life. So I'm just trying to do things and to treat myself to things and just have downtime and, and do things that are frivolous um, and have got nothing to do with running a business. Mm -hmm. And before we wrap up, are there any last bits of advice or information that you'd like to give to our listeners? I think that the biggest thing that I can advise people is believe in yourself because I didn't. I didn't think that I could do it. And once I realized I could do it and I, my belief in myself became stronger, so my company came stronger. Mm -hmm. And I sort of thought, wow, you know, we're getting a lot bigger and it's, it's really expanding and now I'm feeling like a businesswoman. And in actual fact, the opposite was true. Because I was feeling like now I'm a businesswoman and I'm looking at this in the right way, my business just fell in line with that. Mm -hmm. So I think just believe in yourself. And where you don't think you have the skills, find them. Go and speak to somebody, read something. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll get those those skills and then the only thing that puts a ceiling on what you're doing is yourself and make sure that that ceiling is so far above you you can hardly see it <laughs> well thank you and thank you for coming in today thank you and that ends today's life series podcast if you like this podcast and are interested in hearing more stories that inspire please visit spiceforlife.co.za or follow us on facebook twitter and instagram